the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark Finley shares how honoring the Lord Jesus Christ with the way we live our lives will make us victorious in the end. If the choices that we are making every single day are choices prompted by the Holy Spirit, not shaped and guided by the culture of this world, but listening to the Holy Spirit, when our names come up in judgment, Jesus steps forward. Because we've made a decision to accept Jesus Christ. Jesus says, this man, this woman is one of mine. There is great comfort for us in knowing that we belong to Christ. That He is always ready to help us behave like we truly are His. As the old hymn says, breathe on me, breath of God, until my heart is pure, until my will is one with yours. You know, when we call on God for help, His Spirit renews us. And why is that so important? Well, today on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark Findlay shares how the choice to plant good seed or bad seed will affect not only ourselves, but those around us. With that said, let's look more at this moment of destiny on today's Hope Lives 365. Back to Hope Lives 365 with Pastor Mark Findlay. A quick reminder to check out the helpful resources that are available for you at our website, including the message today titled A Moment of Destiny. Take a look there online at hopelives365.com. Today, Pastor Mark is continuing a message he began for you last time that focuses on two spiritual harvests of mankind, the saved and the lost. He begins by looking at Proverbs 14.34, uh, contrasting righteousness and sin and how they impact a nation. And he calls for every believer to choose wisely. This is for us, as he has said, a moment of destiny. Here's Pastor Mark Findlay. The scriptures speak to this generation, and they speak not only to government leaders. They speak not only to society, but they speak to you and they speak to me. The book of Revelation talks about two harvests, the harvest of golden grain, saved men and women saved in God's kingdom, and the harvest of gory grapes, men and women lost. And we're going to study those two harvests, but as a setting, I want you to look at Proverbs chapter 14, verse 34. Notice what it says, righteousness exalts a nation. But sin is a reproach. That means it destroys a people. Nations are great because nations are good. And when a nation ceases to be good, it ceases to be great. Honesty, integrity, truthfulness, purity, family values are the bedrock foundations of all society. And when these values are compromised, either personally or corporately, nations crumble. We are at a crossroads. Not only is our nation at a crossroads, not only is our society at a crossroads, your family 
is at a crossroads. We're at the crossroads of decision. We're at the crossroads of choice. Which way will we go in our lives in the choices that we make? Now, the book of Revelation is the very heart of God's last day message. And it leads us to make positive choices. Take your Bible and turn to Revelation, the 14th chapter. One of the most significant messages in all of Scripture. Revelation 14, verse 14. John says, I looked away from the trauma of earth. I looked away from the collapsing Roman Empire. I looked away from the ethical and moral values that were crumbling. John says, I looked someplace else. I looked, behold, a white cloud. And on the cloud, one sat like the son of man, having on his head a golden crown and in his hand a sharp sickle. Now, Revelation 14, verse 14, is the fulfillment of Acts 1, verse 9 to 11. In Acts chapter 1, the disciples strain their necks to see the last lingering traces of Jesus as he ascends to heaven. Acts 1, verse 9 to 11. He was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. While they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men, that's two angels, of course, stood by them in white apparel, who said, Men of Galilee, why stand you gazing into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you in heaven, that is in the clouds, will so come in like manner as you've seen him go into heaven. So here, the angels say to the disciples, this same Jesus that you saw go up is going to come back. In Revelation chapter 14, the harvest is ripe. The seeds of righteousness that have been sown grow so that the light of the glory of Christ is revealed through his people in the world. But at the same time, the seeds of evil are producing a harvest of evil. And so in the last days of earth's history, both harvests are fully ripe. The harvest of righteousness and the harvest of wickedness. And in this world before Jesus comes, we will see a manifestation of hate, a manifestation of evil, a manifestation of corruption, a manifestation of wickedness like we've never seen in the history of the universe. It'll be worse than Noah's day and worse than Lot's day. But on the other hand, we will see a manifestation of righteousness in the people of God, a love, a purity, an honesty, an integrity, and compassion that has not been witnessed since apostolic times. So both seeds will go to harvest. Back to Revelation, the 14th chapter. Notice what it says. I looked and behold a white cloud. Jesus ascended in the clouds. Jesus will descend in the clouds. He was caught up in the sky. He will return in the sky. Now notice what it says. One like the Son of Man. The expression Son of Man was the favorite title that Jesus used of himself. That title is used by Matthew's Gospel 30 times alone. When you take every one of those references on the Son of Man and study it, something quite remarkable emerges. Take your Bible and turn to Matthew 16, verse 27. There are three thoughts wrapped up in the title Son of Man that we read in Scripture. I want you to see the depth of this title. Matthew 16, verse 27. 
For the Son of Man will come in glory of his Father with his angels, and then he'll reward everyone each according to his works. Now notice what you see there. Matthew 16, 27. The title Son of Man is linked with Christ coming in the glory of his Father with his angels, and it's linked with the judgment. So you see these three things. Son of Man, the one who walked the dusty streets of Galilee, the one who touched the eyes of the blind and they're open, the touch the ears of the deaf and they're unstopped. This Christ, this Son of Man, is going to return. And when he returns, there'll be a judgment. Every seed is going to harvest. Notice how this is expressed in Matthew chapter 24, verse 27 and 30. Same idea. Christ comes, Son of Man, judgment. Matthew 24, verse 27 and 28. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, second coming of Christ, so will the coming of what's that next phrase? Son of Man be. For where the carcass is, there eagles will be gathered together. Judgment. So Christ comes, Son of Man. Judgment. Return of our Lord. Turn over to Matthew chapter 25, verse 31. When you read the expression, Son of Man, you're reading about the glorious return of our Lord Jesus Christ, who comes in heaven, and you're dealing with the concept of judgment. Matthew 25, verse 31 and 32. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, again, Son of Man comes, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. So if you the idea of the Son of Man, the idea of the throne. All nations will be gathered before him. He will separate them one from the other, the sheep from the goats. So in Revelation 14, the Son of Man comes in glory, and you have two harvests, the harvest of golden grain and the harvest of gory grapes. In Matthew 25, you have the Son of Man coming again, and you have the sheep and the goats. But the same thing is expressed. Son of Man coming in glory, judgment. Pastor Mark Findlay explaining how that judgment is coming that's a given. Uh, The only question is, on which side will you stand when it's done? In a few moments, Pastor Mark will return with uh, more of this inspiring message called A Moment of Destiny on today's Hope Lives 365. Uh, You know, we welcome your response as well as your support for this ministry so that we can continue to bring these messages to you each week. In, In fact, for a significant gift, We have a special way of saying thanks right now. It's Pastor Mark's 530-page hardbound reference book called What the Bible Says About. Do you have questions about God, about faith, Uh, such as, if God is so good, why is the world so full of suffering? Or what happens after we die? Whether or not you have studied the Bible before, you'll be amazed at how clearly this reference book answers your questions. Request a copy. It's simply called What the Bible Says About. Give your gift of $50 or more at hopelives365.com or send a generous gift by calling our toll-free number 855-888-HOPE. Again, for a gift of $50 or more, go online to hopelives365.com or call 855-888-HOPE. H-O-P-E, and ask for the book, What the Bible Says About Hope. 
Of course, you can listen to what you heard today in its entirety or any of Pastor Mark's messages on Hope Lives 365 by going on the website. Uh, For a nominal fee, you can actually download an audio copy for yourself or to share with someone. Just look for the title, A Moment of Destiny in the Radio Archives. That's at hopelives365.com. In a moment, Pastor Mark continues the message reminding you that we can be on the side of God or the side of evil. The choice is ours, but just know that whatever you choose, it affects not only you, but those around you. Now notice there are two harvests. The first harvest is the deliverance of the righteous. But notice the second harvest. The decisions that a people made to plant the seeds of evil in the world and seeds of evil in their life, that comes fully right. Every seed's going to harvest. Stay with us for more Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365 as we examine the moral choices we face in life. And coming up, we'll be sharing about a valuable resource from Pastor Mark that can help you think critically and make some good decisions. It's called End Time Living. I'll tell you more about that just a bit later. But right now, our teacher Mark Finley continues his message, A Moment of Destiny, with the prophecies that point to Jesus returning in a cloud to reap the harvest that we've sown in our lives, and then the judgment of the Lord. Uh, This world is not in the hands of man, but those of the long-suffering God. Here's Pastor Mark Findlay. Now, Daniel's prophecies reveals that great judgment scene. Daniel chapter 7. The judgment is set. The books are open. In the judgment, the records of our lives are open before the universe. The choices that we have made are revealed there. And here, notice what happens in verse 13 and 14. I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man coming with the clouds of heaven. He came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. Here you have Jesus comes. He steps forth in the judgment. And when your name comes up and my name comes up, because we've made a decision to accept Jesus Christ, Jesus says, this man, this woman is one of mine. Before the whole universe, Jesus says, my sacrifice is enough. The cross is enough. My death is enough. My righteousness is enough. My obedience is enough. My power is enough. My victory is enough. If we have chosen Christ and he lives in our hearts and dwells in our lives, we need not fear the judgment. If the choices that we are making every single day are choices prompted by the Holy Spirit, not shaped and guided by the culture of this world, but listening to the Holy Spirit, when our names come up in judgment, Jesus steps forward. So back to Revelation chapter 14. What have we discovered in our Bible study so far? We've discovered this, that just as Jesus ascended in a cloud, he will descend in a cloud. That this world is not in the hands of man. This world and its destiny is in the hands of God. We've discovered as well that the expression son of man is an expression that reveals to judgment. It's an expression that reveals to Christ's coming. But notice what it says, on his head a golden crown. Now, the Greek word for crown there is stephanos. When an athlete won an important contest, they were given the stephanos, the victor's crown. It was a crown of honor, a crown of glory. 
It symbolized victory and conquest. Jesus once wore the crown of thorns, symbolizing shame and mockery. But he comes again, not wearing the crown of thorns, but wearing the crown of glory. Because evil will not triumph, but righteousness will triumph at last. Jesus comes as King of Kings and he comes as Lord of Lords. Notice verse 14. I looked, behold, a white cloud and on the cloud one sat like the Son of Man having on his head the golden crown, not the crown of thorns that pierce his brow so blood comes down his face, but the crown of glory. And in his hand a sharp sickle he comes to reap. Verse 15. Another angel comes out of the temple crying with a loud voice to him who sat on the cloud. Now wait a minute. Who was the one who sat on the cloud? The Son of Man. So the angel comes from the temple. And he says with a loud voice to the one who sits upon the cloud. When we read temple language, who is it that dwells in the most holy place of the temple in the sanctuary above? Who is that? That's God the Father. So the angel comes from the Shekinah glory of God. And the angel says... From the presence of God, he cries with a loud voice to him who sits on the throne. That is to Jesus. Thrust in your sickle and reap, for the time has come for you to reap. Here, the angel comes and is in the temple of God. And God looks at this angel and he says, it's time. The harvest is fully ripe. The angel flies from the temple to Jesus and declares with a loud voice, it's time, Jesus. The harvest is ripe. The harvest of righteousness, the harvest of wickedness, it's ripe. Jesus, go. Marshal the forces of heaven. Jesus, go. This is the time. The harvest is ripe. Command the angels, go, Jesus. Get your children and bring them home. The long night of earth is over. Their suffering is over. They've been faithful. Go get my children and bring them home. The only place in the Bible that we find that announcement where the angel comes from the temple of God and speaks to Jesus on the throne is right here in this verse in Revelation. Now notice, verse 15, another angel came out of the temple crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the throne, thrust in your sickle and reap. For the time has come for you to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. And he who sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. Now notice, there is another harvest as well. There are two harvests. Notice the second harvest. The first harvest is the harvest of golden grain. The first harvest is the deliverance of the righteous. But notice the second harvest. Then the angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven. He also had a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the altar who had power over fire. So this angel who comes has power over fire. In other words, he commands the fiery judgments of God to come upon the wicked so that they will be destroyed. And he cried with a loud cry to him who had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in the sharp sickle and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. Golden grain for the garner of God, fully ripe. The righteous seeds that have been sown down through the ages, the literature given out, the Bible studies that are given, faithful Adventist Christians who prayed for their neighbors and shared a piece of literature. See, all of that, the harvest of righteousness in the world and in our characters is fully ripe. But also, the harvest of evil is fully ripe. The decisions that have people made 
to plant the seeds of evil in the world and seeds of evil in their life. That comes fully ripe, verse 19 and 20. So the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and threw it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. When you read about the wrath of God, that's the judgment of God. And the winepress was trampled outside the city and blood came out of the winepress up to the horse's bridles for 1,600 furlongs. Now people say, what does that ever mean? 1,600 furlongs, blood up to there to the horse's bridles. A furlong is an eighth of a mile. So 1,600 furlongs is 183 miles. From the furthest northest part of Israel to the furthest southern part of Israel is 183 miles. So what this text is saying is this. It's saying that every seed has gone to harvest and God is going to wipe out evil So it's not talking about literal blood flowing from the top of Israel to the bottom. It's talking rather about the total, absolute destruction of evil. And it is a picture because Israel represents the children or the people of God. You and I have accepted Christ, our spiritual Israelites. So what he's saying here is that evil is totally going to be destroyed. Here is an urgent, prophetic message of Revelation 14. Every seed is going to harvest. The people of God reveal his image of grace and compassion and mercy and love before the universe. The children of evil reveal greed and lust and hate and jealousy and purity. The character of Christ is revealed in one group and the character of Satan is revealed in another group. Every seed is going to harvest. Pastor Mark Findlay on today's Hope Lives 365, talking to you about the two harvests that will take place when Jesus returns to earth as a judge of mankind. This is a moment of destiny, but with unending consequences. So, what might be a good first step for learning to make better choices in life? Well, we have a small book that I mentioned earlier called End Time Living, Essential Truths for Troubled Times. In it, Pastor Mark shares how to explore the power of prayer, how to gain release from your past hurts, and how to learn how to trust God, even in the middle of a crisis. There's more to learn in this booklet. Just ask for it, End Time Living, for a gift of any amount to the Ministry of Hope Lives 365. Ask for it when you call 855-888-HOPE. That's toll-free, 855-888-4673 or order it online at hopelives365.com. Again, the title, End Time Living, Essential Truths for Troubled Times. You know, we love your letters that encourage us here at Hope Lives 365. You write today and let us know how a particular message is helping you. Hope Lives 365, Post Office Box 118, Haymarket, Virginia, 20168. And remember, you and your friends can listen online to any of these messages, including today's A Moment of Destiny. Just go to hopelives365.com. The fruit we produce in our life is the result of the seeds that we sow. You cannot sow seeds of worldliness and reap heavenly mindedness. In a moment, Pastor Mark offers a final word, so don't miss it on Hope Lives 365.
And as we conclude today's edition of Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark Finley warns you that every seed sown in life, whether good or bad, will yield a harvest. Here's Pastor Mark. Every single one of us, in the choices we make every day, are sowing seed. The fruit we produce in our life is the result of the seeds that we sow. You cannot sow seeds of worldliness and reap heavenly mindedness. The righteousness of Christ will be on display in the people of God. In contrast to that, the universal seed, the full results of rebellion against God, every seed is going to harvest. Wickedness, evil, sin, lawlessness will be on full display. In the last days, the seeds of righteousness and the seeds of wickedness will be fully ripe. Pastor Mark Findlay on today's Hope Lives 365, impressing upon us that every choice we make matters in life. And to assist you in remaining faithful to Christ and going deeper in your spiritual journey, remember that we have some excellent biblical resources available right now at our website, hopelives365.com. Check them out today, hopelives365.com. That's all for today. Next time, Pastor Mark concludes this three-part study called A Moment of Destiny. Honesty, integrity, and purity are in short supply, and it's time for the church to influence the culture for the good of all, but with love and grace. More on that next time on the next Hope Lives 365.